Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number three already. Final hour. Can't believe it's already here. But, uh, hey, if you want to give us a call, phone lines are open. 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. Give us a call if you want to talk about these new limits and anything like that. Outdoor-related, bring it. We'll listen to it. I'm really surprised a lot of people... That have been just ranting for the last week. Just uh, hadn't heard from any of those. That's uh, it is strange. Well, talking about trout anyway. Little history on trout. I mean, uh, I've been chasing them all my life. I, that's that's the preferred fish I like to fish for. You know, in saltwater, and it's uh, been that way for years. I mean, it's the most popular fish. You know, according to TPNW, you know, game fish we have that people fish for in the state of Texas. <clears throat> but uh, just a little info on it. According to Texas Parks and Wildlife, you know, a spotted sea trout, males average 19 inches in length. Now, this is just normal data, but females are 25 inches long on average. Well, we're not seeing a lot of that right now. And, uh, Males and females weigh two to three pounds, and uh, distinguishing uh, characteristics include a dark gray or green back, silvery white belly, and, uh, you know, with distinct round spots on their back, fins, and tails, and black margin along the edge of the tail with a soft dorsal fin with no scales, and one or two prominent canine teeth usually uh, present at the tip of the upper jaw. And a little life history on speckled trout. Uh, small trout, they feed primarily on small crustaceans. And medium-sized trout, they feed on shrimp and small fish. And large fish uh, feed almost exclusively on other fish. And they list in here predators of the spotted sea trout. Include alligator gar, striped bass, Atlantic croaker, I don't know what that's about. They're a cousin to the trout, but uh, maybe eating small fry. But tarpon and barracuda, they don't mention bull redfish or sharks or dolphins. Uh, I'm adding that in there. So uh, anyway, uh, as water temperatures decline during the fall, they move into deeper waters, you know, bay waters, and the Gulf of Mexico, according to this. And as water temperatures warm in the spring, the fish return to the shallows, of the primary and secondary bays. And speckled trout, uh, they reach sexual maturity at one to two years of age. And most large uh, speckled trout, they're caught, that are caught, are females and commonly live to be nine or ten years of age. And uh, anglers long ago, they recognized that very large trout were usually female and appropriately, you know, they called them sow trout. And a female spotted sea trout may spawn several times during the season. The younger females, they, they may release up to 100,000 eggs per spawn. And older, larger females, they'll release a million eggs or better. And uh, recent studies indicate that spotted sea trout spawn between dusk and dawn. And uh, usually within coastal bays, estuaries, and lagoons. And they prefer shallow grassy areas where eggs and larvae 
I have some cover for you know from predators, and uh, some trout caught may have worms embedded in the flesh along the backbone, but these spaghetti worms are larval stages of a tapeworm that can only reach maturity in sharks, and the worms cannot survive in man even if the sea trout is eaten raw, and the worms can easily be removed when the fish is clean to make the meat more appealing. But um, speckled trout, they're a member of the croaker family, and they're a first cousin to the Atlantic croaker, red drum, black drum, and the sand trout. As far as habitat goes, speckled trout prefer shallower bays and estuaries with oyster beds and seagrass beds that attract prey, prey species, and they are most common in the shallow bays during the spring and summer. As water temperatures decline during the fall, they move into the deeper waters of the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, as far as distribution, it occurs in the western Atlantic and the Gulf of Mexico, ranging from Massachusetts to the Yucatan Peninsula. So that's uh, pretty pretty good. But uh, that's pretty much it. You got any calls yet, Jake? I'm off my log. Richard on line one wanting to talk about the trout limits. Okay, well, good. We got a taker. Let's go with it. All right. Good morning, Richard in Baycliffe. Good morning, Captain. On the outdoor show. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I was going to get up a little earlier, but I got a late phone call last night and kind of slept in a little bit. I I got on. I said, well, I had to hurry up and get in the office and turn on the radio so I could hear all this ranting and raving on the trout limit. But I heard you say that yet. Yeah, I mean, what happened to all those people? I mean, you can hear them when you're, uh, you know, at the beer joint and everything, really, really <laughs> railing, and then come Sunday, they don't hear nothing. Well, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, do those uh, do those limit are those limits going to go in on September or are they no? Uh, them it, now? It's looking. I mean, they haven't set a proposed date, but it's looking like March, possibly. Uh, you know, they want to. Yeah. They want to try to protect as many as they can through the spawning season. Correct. Yeah, I, I'm for it. I mean, you know, you, you, if you keep fishing these fish out, look what's going. Look what's going on with the flounder. They shut the whole season down. How would they like, you know, something like that to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was reading in a magazine. I can't remember the magazine I was looking at. I, I get the tides and I, I, I pick up the saltwater fishermen, but there was one guy talking about shutting off certain sections of the bay and just letting them, you know, they'll run over there when they're not getting persecuted and maybe multiply faster. It's like they're doing the oysters. I mean, right. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I know I piss, probably piss off a lot of people. I don't make my living doing it. I'm just a sport fisherman. I retired, but you know, it's, I've fished with a buddy of mine for the last 30 years and you know, in, in, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You can see when there's, we used to just, be able to go get a limit of trout back when it was 20. Right. There was no problem, you know, four or five of us. And never thought anything of it, but it's it's slapping you in the face now. Yeah, well, it, it'll humble you, humble you real quick. And, I mean, it's, I guess people are delusional or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I have them all the time tell me, oh, trout fishing's as good as I've ever seen it. Well, they had never seen what I've seen then, apparently, unless I'm, I'm totally living in a different world than they are. I mean, it, uh, yeah. sure, you can go out and catch a bunch of pencils right now and, and everything, but we don't have those. You remember, well, you've been around forever. You know, you're over in San Leon. You're sitting on, you're sitting on the hole over there and all over the bay. And you used to be able to go anywhere that the wind would let you go. Or if you had calm days, you could, everybody would spread out to catch fish in abundance yeah. for, forever all over the i place. actually i actually was born and raised on the island on the west end of the island my family had a ranch down there and, but i you know there uh just i guess about a couple miles down there was a lot of uh commercial fishermen the austins i mean it was right. like a whole community down there off nine mile road and you know mm-hmm. i was i was always around and there was never a where i didn't see seafood or what they were catching and all that and i used to see them come in and i mean you know gobs of gobs of big big trout they you know and, and flounders and crabs and everything else you know and now yeah. it's you just don't see me well you know the other thing was you know they the, what they might start doing is like the commercial fishermen you couldn't get another license you had to wait till somebody retired 
right. and if they were going to issue you that license now. That's the way the commercial fishermen are go they're doing because of yeah. the the way the bay is. Well, and it, you so know, I, we don't you know, have a a tenth of the shrimpers we used to have. You know, that's no. that's all gone away, and uh, yeah, you know, it's, well, all lost, the imports uh, coming in, they can't you know they can't pay the fuel to keep up with the imports. You know, it's right. Just, it's and just, anybody you know. that knows, I mean, eat a eat a imported shrimp or a farm raised shrimp versus a uh, wild caught gulf or bay shrimp, and you, there's no comparison. None, none. You just none got that. Whatsoever. It's just got that taste to it. You know, it's it's just. It's just not the same. And like I said, I grew up, they were just people that did it for sport down the street from where I lived, you know, would bring a haul in. They'd call my dad up. Hey, you know, come get them. You know, we, you know, it was all barter system. Right. You know? Oh yeah. I grew up, I was spoiled and my mom was Spanish. So I, <laughs> I grew up eating homemade tamales and fresh seafood and all that. I guess I was pretty spoiled. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, brother. No, no. I mean, my mom, the the hunters would bring in hogheads, and I don't know if a lot of people know it, but that's the meat that you actually used to get with the tamales was carved off of a hog's head, you know, the right. cheeks and all that stuff. Yes, sir. I used to see her carving that stuff up in the garage. But, yeah, you yeah, know, I, 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 we, you know, like I said, we, for the last five years, we've been, you know, we, we've summer fished down at the at Freeport, by Christmas Bay and all that, and in within the last five years, we've noticed, you know, we'd catch a if you caught a twenty-two inch trout down there, that was a big one. Exactly. You know, we, we've caught twenty-five, but it's very rare. You know, the fifteen to eighteen inch we'd notice during the summer. You know, they would even decline, and you'd pull those fish up out of the water, and you, man, they're just soft and hot and everything. You know, they're just having a hard time to survive. It got so hot last year. Yep. It was definitely a uh, a hot summer. Oh yeah, <laughs> and my light bill showed it too. I was like, oh, oh God. yeah, uh, you can bet on that. They got their they got their cut. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and I you know I'm a retired lineman. I used to you know I used to put those lines up and all that other stuff. So kind of knew what was going on, but it, you know I could see it coming. It's everybody you know it was a money making thing. You know I think what people don't realize is when they put that Exxon thing and all that, you couldn't have distribution and, and, and uh, generation. You had to either have either one. That was right. the big thing that messed it up because all these companies come in and bought up all these generate stations and they didn't, they didn't run them to help you out and keep your lights on. They ran it as a business. Yeah. That's when you started noticing brownouts and all that stuff. You never had that before. Well, uh, lamb and that's another underappreciated profession. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you what, some of those midnights. What those guys go through, man. Yeah, like I said, the the real, you know, during the day and everything wasn't bad, but when you'd get a call out, when like one of these lightning storms would come through, man, you're up one of those poles at midnight with the wind blowing, you're wondering, what the hell am I doing out here? (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, it. I liked money. I liked having boats. I liked running around. So that's it. Got to support the habit. That would keep you going. Fishing just like a drug habit, except if it's better for you. <laughs> well, I know it. I tell you, I got you know, I got back into it, and it, it, boats. That was the first thing. You know, I said I sold everything. I when I started looking for boats, I couldn't believe the price. You know, they were getting them. I was like, oh, Jesus. No, it, it's pretty. And stout. I bought I bought a used one, and I spent probably forty thousand on a used one, and happy to get it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right, Richard. Well, I appreciate the call, and you have a good well, Sunday. Well, all right, you too, on, my friend. All right, all right. You have a Thank good bye bye. Later. All right. Well, Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers, located right at the base of the Texas City Dike at two two seven Dike Road. If you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be, and there's no better way to live your bait or your tournament fish than with the oxygen response system. You can check them out firsthand. They have them on display there at the store, all their different size bottles to fit your needs, not to mention their regulators, diffusers. They refill your bottles there at the store. If you need more info on it, call Jason Cogburn at 281-701-8107. And while you're by the store, Check out all their wild-caught gulf shrimp, no farm raised at Boyd's. Whether you're looking for the big U10s, the 912s, 1518s, they've always got them. Great price, great availability. 
Check them out on the web at boydsonestop.com, or you can call the store at 409-945-4001. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. There's a lot of ways of saying what I want to say to you. There's songs and poems and promises and dreams that might come true. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 618 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's uh, run up to Richland Chambers. Let's talk to our good friend, Mr. Roy Simmons, see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Royce. What's up? Oh, Mickey, not not a whole lot. Hadn't been on the lake. Man, it's kind of a typical January, early February, but uh, when we do get out, we're still catching a few fish, but... uh, we're sending a lot of water your way over the last two or three weeks. I know that. Oh, yeah. I'm getting it right now. It's showing yeah. up. I come across the uh, Trinity going over to the lake, and it's still flowing pretty pretty briskly. And then we had about an inch or so of rain uh night before last. Got the mm. creeks going again. But our, our lake, for the first time in a year, now had a couple of spillway gates open periodically. So uh, we're dumping some water down the down the way and into the Trinity probably will be for another week. I'm going to guess with uh, right. the little lakes above us that are Bardwell and the Vera Mills there, they're over their pool level. So, uh, mm-hmm. we, we, uh, went from about a three foot deficit over a month or so ago down to a full pool. And, uh, about the only thing it's really done is kind of kept people off the lake for a week or so. But, uh, uh we had that really, did, did y'all get that cold, cold stuff about three weeks ago? Oh, yeah. It got cold down yeah. there on the coast, buddy. We we had a scare. We thought, oh, no, we're going to have another fish kill. But it, maybe if it would have lasted another day or so, it would have uh-huh. hit us. But we dodged a bullet, man. Yeah, it it kind of, at least for us, kind of ceased the, the white bass and hybrid all wintertime activity trying to dead stick them out there in that deep water and just strictly when we are out doing the catfish and and eh, it's more that time of the year get your lower unit and your oil and your plugs and your filters and stuff changed and get ready for march and that's what we're kind of doing but uh catfish still biting it takes a lot to keep them from, from uh you know stopping that bite even in the cold water it, right it, i guess we we got down to Probably that water temp, the coldest I saw it was 46, 47, and, you know, that was coming off some old mid-50s a month ago and low-50s a couple of weeks ago. So it's uh, it's typical wintertime pattern. That's not a whole lot of folks think of winter fishing and all that, but, uh, you know, the catfish, again, they kind of kind of our go-to fish during the January, February, even mm-hmm. in the early March. But I tell you what, we we got another week of sixty plus degree weather. We we may have an early white bass go up the creeks spawn this year. I don't know. We'll see. Well, but, uh, it's uh, got a warm week ahead of us for this time of year, you know. So who knows? Just, Maybe that groundhog was right. <laughs> uh, we we just always kind of keep our fingers crossed that spring break when the you know calendar really starts to fill and then just stays that way for several months is. Is the whites and the hybrids kind of coming back out of the creeks and on the main lake so we can catch them and have a choice between the cats, the whites, the hybrids. And I don't know, I, I had a guy call me the other day that got a lake house down there. He said, Royce, I'm drowning minnows off my dock and catching catching crappie. Oh, this was on February 2nd or something like that. Oh, I said, darn. really? So I don't know. Uh, it may be... Uh, a really early spring, but it's a little early for crappie and shallow water bites. But he had a, a little unusual. He wasn't killing them, but he was still catching fish. Still he said, I just thought I'd tell yeah. you. That's a good sign. <laughs> so, we're, we've been doing okay. You, are you fishing any, or is it kind of the same thing I described? Well, uh, this past week, I didn't bother messing with it because all the fresh water dumping. But uh, yeah, I'll venture out this week and check things out, go burn some of that fuel that's in my boat. <laughs> Last uh-huh. time I used it, I filled it up, so I need to go burn some. I got a full tank. I need to do some running. You better put some stable in there just in case. Oh, I, I do. Uh, I, I run that Startron. I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I probably don't need to as much as once we get it cranked up and it's, you know, fishing literally pretty much every day. You know, I don't 
I don't think I'd have a problem, but I still put an additive in there just almost every time I go to the yeah, gas station. Yeah, I do, station. too, because it's good for case. your injectors and everything. It keeps everything clean. Yep. No, but, uh, no, we've been doing okay. Just kind of it's typical, you know, wintertime and a few calls if you get a really string of nice days in a row. But uh, right. kind of like you, I actually talked a customer or two out of it recently just because of all of that fresh water and right. if they don't want to catch catfish you know i just hey take somebody out there you know it's a pretty day and you get cabin fever out of the way and uh you still it's a slow bite on that dead sticking if you can find them so mm-hmm. we we kind of just stick with what's working and uh tell folks uh well, let's wait another week and see what happens but uh if they really want to go we'll go so uh we just kind of hanging in there, going to give you a call and tell you we're still around. Well, I appreciate it. It's always good to hear from you, buddy. Always. Yeah, you just uh, you just take care, and uh, we'll be checking in with you maybe a little more often in the next few weeks as we get cranked yeah, up in springtime. Yeah, y'all but... get cranked up. Make, hit me up, man. People love to hear you it. Bet. Somebody wants to I call you, though, it. ahead of time, how they get a hold of you, man. Give them some info. Uh, that's easy, 903-389-4117, gonefishing.biz. And right, looking at the calendar right now, we've still got a few openings during that, that second week of March, which is spring break week. Right. But then we go, we flip over to April and May, and, and it is just about booked. It's just, you know, yes. you've been doing it so long that people know if they don't call early for April, May, right? <laughs> we have to send them elsewhere. and. We just we got a lot of loyal folks that just really appreciate them. I, they keep calling, so we keep fishing. It's always good to have. All right, buddy. T- take care, man. Royce, have a good one. Good talking to you, man. You bet. Thanks, man. Later. All right. All right. That's Roy Simmons up on Richland Chambers. Now let's uh, check in with Captain James Plog. James, good morning. What's up? What's up, Nick? How's it going, bro? Uh, it's hanging. It's hanging. Well, that's good. It's hanging. Is it well, blowing outside? I can't tell. It's still well, I hadn't looked at the wind lately. I know it wasn't when I came in, and, uh, you know, we're supposed to. I think that wind's going to hit a little later today than they had originally forecasted, you know. Right. Always. Well, well it's it come up like... a little bit. It's west at 9 to 15, but uh, it's not quite 25 to 35 yet, but that's what they're calling for. Due yeah, west. Well. That ain't terrible. The fishing is best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was supposed to go run. I didn't want to run no 20-knot wind, but 15, that's normal. That's normal. Man, I can't believe nobody called you. I was banging about them limits, man. I know it. uh, Boy, that was a hot topic all week. I just can't believe it. Well, here's the deal when I think about that. And I always preface my statements so somebody don't say, man, you you're, you're, you're a hypocrite or whatever. I don't care what the limits is. It's three, one, ten, a hundred. We've been through it all. I quit tomorrow. It, it doesn't matter to me. So the limit is the limit. <clears throat> but what I don't like, when me and you just kind of texting back forth a minute ago, is, is the reasoning why. We all know it's broke. We don't have to guess that your truck's broke. It's broke. It's still limping along, but it's broke. Right. So we want a good mechanic. This is the only thing I related to. And let's let's try to figure out what's wrong and fix my vehicle so I can get going again. Right. And that's what I don't like about TPNW. And I'm not talking about the kids running the gill nets. I'm not talking about the wardens who are who are doing their deal. I'm right. talking about you're a, of not elected. You're appointed guys. The guys right below them. I remember when you and I some years. Back. We were going to them hearings, and that was really new to me. Besides that time, we went to that court deal to try to get them to put limited entry on fishing guides. Right. Of how arrogant the upper epsilon. <laughs> I guess you got the commissioners that if you you know they're banging on Pat and all of them salary at CCA, which I won't get into that. Why don't you go dig up some of them commissioners that are appointed that's making your your laws for you and see what their income is and see if they even go fishing. Where do they do? Yeah. I guarantee you they ain't not I mean thought about stepping foot in Galveston Bay. They may live in Houston. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So there's a whole big scheme of this whole deal. 
But the bottom line is, I can't believe how arrogant they are. So all this money, all this thing, all these gimmicks, all this stuff, and the best you got, well, we'll just cut it in half. It'll get better. That's the best you got, dude. That's all you got? Come yep. on, man. And on top of that, you tell me, you, TPNW, well, y'all don't catch but one and a half fish. Well, okay. Well, then let's get the GP, general public. Let's get that. Let's, okay, they don't, they ain't hurt nothing. They don't hardly catch none anyway. They go buy boats, people spend billions of dollars, but they don't catch nothing. But that's cool. You catch one and a half fish, so you're out. So where's the next thing to go? Now we got nine million fishing guides. Okay? Yep. Well, if they're not getting them, who's getting them? Okay? Yeah. The guides are getting them. Okay, now there's a problem. There's, there's a little tick in the engine right there. Right. Why are they getting them? Well, we're going to fish real hard from March till school starts in September. We're going to drag croakers behind the boat. We're going to kill everything that swims. Right. Well, okay, now we got to start to why it isn't running very good. Hey, your guy that I don't even know just called in, and he said it. you you got to put a limited entry on this guy deal. You have to put, just like they did with everyone else, make either strippers or commercial license. It would make our license worth something. Shut it down right now. If you don't want to sell it to somebody, look, man, we'll give you whatever. I'm just guessing. I think the shrimp license was twelve grand or sixteen grand or something. Here's your twelve grand, and have a nice day. We don't ever see you again. That license goes in the dumpster, or you can try to sell it to some kid that really wants to go and business. Here's what I got. Here's my customer. They may hate you. They may not. They may love you. Here it is. Here's the books. Here's that. Here's this license. See you. Good luck to you. So there's so many more problems than just a limit, dude. It ain't worked, Mickey, since they put it in place. You know it, and I know it. No, we've uh, we've been cutting them for years, and it just uh, seems to get worse every year. <laughs> and it's not going to work this time. And if it does, now me and you talked about this. I talked to you about this driving home one day. There's millions of little old trout. In this pool bay, there's millions of them. And if they do grow up, if it does get good, which it probably won't, but if it does, let's say it gets good, we get some two- to four-pound trout, next thing you know, we get some six-pound trout. It gets a little bit better. And they're going to say, I told you, them limits. I knew it was going <laughs> to <Yeah>. work. <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude. There every day, man. I see it. you got some. I never get that paper hanging guy at that meeting. I see his face. I don't know his name. If I knew it, I'd say it. But you're so arrogant. We're up there just scoping meeting. You could care less about what we were saying. We're a formality, and we're a problem to you. Let's get these meetings over with. Y'all get down the road. You know. And that's just that the upper epilogue TPMW man. It don't. It's not friendly. It's not good. It's friendly for you if you're if it's you. But they talk about we're the greatest agency in the world. Everybody in the United States wants to be just like Texas Parks and Wildlife. We are the model agency. Well, that's great, dude. And the best you got for my fish, you keep cutting the limits to not have a season in a closed place. That's the best you got. You know they got to you know. know what the deal is. Sure, they know Mickey, but there's heat, man. You start doing that now, you got well. Heat. It, I think it, it's money. You know, money gets involved into it because of uh, they don't want to step on the money people's toes. There you go. That goes right back to what we're talking about. Uh, it goes right back to what we're talking about. It, it, it's you know, and there again, I don't care if the limits one or none. Or, that, I'm not even talking about that. But we ain't fixing nothing, man. This ain't, this ain't. No, fixing. we're ban- We're doing band aids one at a time. Uh, one at a time, and I'd be a fool if you were to to say, "Hey, look, from five three isn't going to be better." We would be stupid if we said that. I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not fixing nothing. Charlie knows. Everybody's been around. Well, is that dude that called in? He knows. Yeah. He knows. If the general public isn't getting all the fish. Well, what's what the is? next place you look? What yeah. is? Okay, now we got nine million fishing guys that can't wait to kill everything that they get on the end of a hunt. So they can throw it on Facebook 
and hopefully they ain't got a rap or some trip. Maybe somebody will call. You've got to kill everything dead. I saw a kid in South Texas, new guy, and he had some really nice catch-and-release photos. That's cool, man. Take your yeah. picture, let your old fish swim off. But he couldn't stand it. At the end of the trip, we got to put our 12 or 15 dead fish with our two guys standing in front of the boat, and I stand on the console and look at me. Y'all hurry up and call me. Until that becomes taboo, we got problems. How many? I know there's more bass guides and saltwater guides. How many dead table shots of bass do you see? Look, none. we got our 10 back. None. Exactly. None. And those guys still have business. They're still guiding people bass fishing. So until that changes, we we, we got to create a whole new culture, dude, of what's going on. That's just, these are just my opinion. This is what I think. Now, people probably don't agree with me, but you tell me I'm wrong and I'm listening. Because TPNW tells you you don't catch but one and a half fish. So why the hell do you even need a limit? We ain't catching none anyway. So where are they at? And there's yeah. a whole other realm that I'm not smart enough to talk about in Galveston. I'm talking about where we fish environmental-wise. That I ain't smart about. But all this other stuff, me and you see it. We know it. Now, environment, I know there's some problems, but I ain't smart enough to know what they are. And I don't know if that's TPNW's job. I'm talking about the fishermen. They well, yeah, they, they do everything, you know, from oyster beds, you know, to – I mean, all the habitat issues, water quality, they, they're supposed to be on top of all that, along supposed with their other surveys. And, Riddle I mean, me this, bro. Where's Charlie's at? Where's my grass? Where's yeah, where did this gra- where's this grass and oysters? What, what's, what's the cause down there now? What it's, happened? When I was fishing there, I left my boat there for three years. Ocean boats everywhere, as much grass as you can't even wade in them coves. The fishing was unbelievable. Now, all of a sudden, we got no archer boats, no live archers, and we ain't got no grass. Well, look at so, Galveston. They, Galveston Bay alone has lost over 20,000 acres of live oysters. I mean, that put that into perspective. That's a lot of bottom floor acreage. That's unbelievable. And I mean, they planted some. Of course, Steve is a lot no more on top of it. I know, I know where they planted them. They became live, and they're a good place to fish. Probably just not enough of them. And then I watched regular oyster guys last year. I know Gilman told you about it. They planted a bunch of stuff, but that wasn't nothing to do with TPNW. No. That was the, them doing it. The oyster industry, they take care of things. They, you know, let me knock this break out. I'll come back. Hang on a second, man. I'll be right back. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Well, folks, if you're going fishing, well, don't. Not till you've been to the 49th annual Houston Fishing Show. That starts February 14th. It runs through the 18th, and it's all going to be held at the George R. Brown Convention Center. And we're talking everything for the fishermen, all the new rods, reels, and lures. There'll be factory factory reps there to answer all your questions and, and show their new products, guides from Alaska to South America, and dozens of fully rigged boats on display from you to choose from, and not to mention hundreds of ki- you know kayaks. And they'll have clinics by expert fishermen covering salt and fresh water. And uh, don't forget about the kids' clinics on Saturday and Sunday over the weekend with all the good giveaways. They can go home with some really cool stuff. So if you love to fish or want to learn more about fishing, don't miss the 49th annual Houston Fishing Show. Check it out at HoustonFishingShow.com. Well, it was all that I could do to keep from crying. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 640 here in the Bayou City. Good song. <laughs> All right. James, we're back, man. Yo, buddy. While hey, I was at break, I, I, I got a text uh, from a listener said, All I would have to say is look what limits did for redfish. We catch a dozen of them every time we go, and half of them are monsters. People were up in arms when they put a slot on them, but overall it did the redfish good. Well, I'm going to argue that. <laughs> I mean, he's probably right in one way, but uh, you saw it when I saw it. There was no better redfish bay on the upper Texas coast than Trinity Bay. 
and we have a tenth of the redfish in that bay that we used to have. Remember, in, every afternoon, as far as you could see in Upper Inner Trinity, were strawberry fields of redfish blowing holes in the water by the thousands, blowing shad up, chasing shrimp. I mean, hundred, you know, biggest football fields. Yeah, we don't you got have video anymore, of, and they were all. I've got of videos all. of it running over my boat, and just it was just nasty. Well, and, here's uh, the deal about that. I mean, guy. I, I see a decline in redfish too. I mean, well, we, here's what we got, and you know it. We got a whole bunch of big giant bull redfish that you can't go fishing for. Yeah, you can go fish for them like a for a sport deal, but you ain't killing none of them, and. He he's off the track of what we said. I never said the limits was good or bad or indifferent. I said we would be a fool to say if you go from five to three, it doesn't make a difference. A, a some type of it, let me back up for the better. That ain't what we're even talking about. We're talking about the real problem or why the fish are any good, not because you're cutting the limit, right? You know, in the reds, Mickey. I mean, I ain't the best red fisherman in the world. These kids go fish for them in these tournaments, they're good at it. A lot better than me. But just what you said, in the heyday, when the stuff was good, open water redfish school, wasn't many people better at it than you and Blaine. But I could go target keeper size reds and catch 15 or 20. Or 100. Every day if it was calm. Or a hundred, whatever. I remember the catch. most reds I ever caught in one day wade fishing was at Campbell Bay back in uh, the 80s. We went over there to catch big trout. It was this time of year we pulled the west wind. We pulled down oh, there yeah, the to red, get out of the wind. Red, and me and Blaine caught over a uh, hundred redfish, all slots, you know, with a gold spoon. Yeah, it's it's not, I mean, they catch them. The redfish turning guys catch them. But what we saw, the hey, I remember that. One, it was in the fall. It was a long, long time ago. And me and you and Blaine and Daryl, there's like five or six of us just sitting there. Remember, this was like there was a, there was an old tree that was out there between the river mouth and Double Bow. And we're all just sitting there where everybody's done with their trout. And it was calm. We just sat there and we'd wait. And you could almost don't cue. Remember that? All them reds would come to the top. And there's like five or six of us there. Oh, and God. we all catch limits of reds every day. Yeah, the limit was 10 back then. 10. Me and Pete Steffi didn't even cut the motor off one day. We were supposed to come pick you up at the airport. If we were commercial fishing, we'd have sunk Pete's Lamar. We'd have went to the (laughs) bottom. (laughs) You didn't even have to cut the engine off back then. We didn't have to have trolling motors. You just drive into them and and catch them until you're sick of them. Yeah, but that's what not that, you know, he's hearing something different. We're not talking about, like, from from five to three isn't isn't. I mean, we'd be stupid to say that's not something. Right. But that ain't fixing the problem. That ain't even what we're talking right. about. Here's another uh, message that came in. Larry sent this to me. He said, "Just my observation on Texas trout. Two things that affect trout populations more than recreational fishermen are the catch and kill guides, especially the unlicensed ones. <laughs> I don't know any of them, but I'm sure there are." and the hundreds of catch-and-kill money tournaments. Just like deer hunting in Texas, folks are making good money off the fish and game that belongs to all Texans. Make it hard on common folks to enjoy the great outdoors and bounty. He's exactly fish right. It goes, yeah. it goes back exactly what we said. Limping entry on fishing guides and a buyback deal right now, start right now in tournaments. I mean, like Chad Patterson or not, the way he runs his deal, that's the new wave. Hey, and this ain't bragging because I don't brag. Besides Charlie and Maurice, they ain't a lot of people that fish every day like we do that's killed more fish than us. We killed more than these kids are going to kill in their lifetime. Those days are over. If me and you can change, everybody can change. Yes. And until you have to put a picture of every dead thing that gets on your hook, you have to kill it so you can show everybody. That has to be one of the first things that changes. And until that happens, it's the same, buddy. You know it. And in these tournaments, I fish them. You know, they're live tournaments. Just about all the fish we we let go alive. I don't know how many live. In the wintertime, 
I don't, I don't even know a percentage, but some. But I went to one kill tournament. It was a release tournament. I was in it. You know, we got third or fourth or something. But the weigh-in was a long way away from, you know, where the coast was. We had to drive up toward NASA. Yeah. And I'm looking at that tank, and I'm looking at them fish. Kenny was with me. <laughs> this was, you know, eight or nine years ago. I said, man, dude, there's a whole bunch of these things ain't going to make it. No. You know, so, but I like what Chad's doing. It's, it's, I mean, general time. Well, it's the future. Giant, it's the it's future. It's the future. All these giant companies are sponsoring Major League Fishing, and that's what they're doing. Because you ain't hurting the resource. You put no. them back right where you caught them. <laughs> that's why General Tire, big, big companies can get behind it, because we ain't hurting nothing. Right. So, yeah, there's a whole lot more to Who look at. Who runs General just, Tires? I've never had a General Tire on my any of my vehicles in my whole lifetime. <laughs> man, Mickey, don't think – I don't know. You a tire, man – isn't it like some like I know Michelin makes other kind of tires under another name, but they're a Michelin brand. I don't know if yeah, the Goodyear tires, does the same thing. You know, a lot of subsidiaries have off of them too. You know, they're raw yeah. rubber products and all that. It, it may be General Tire, it might be it, I, it just sticks out of my mind because I watched it yesterday. Yeah, well, and <laughs> uh, and that's a good reason to support them because of what they're supporting. I mean, that's that's yeah, what sponsorships man. are about. You know. They sponsor yeah, a good I want, cause. I like, it's, it's time to support them. Support the yeah, community. And I like you, Mickey. I want it to be better. Hey, I still got to go to work. I still got to go do the best I can. Hey, we're good enough. Even crappy, most of the time, we're going to catch them. We're going to find them. Just like them guys bass fishing. They're really good at what they do. They're going to find them. But I would like it to be good for well, everybody. I may not have the stamina like these young guys, to be a go, go-getter, go a ringtail tutor like they are, but I can still catch them. I sure can still you can. Catch ain't no, I, I've gotten ain't be, no I'm better now it. than I ever was, but I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just not that mad at them anymore. It's hard for me to really get focused and amped up. Remember, fishing used to be so good you couldn't even sleep at night. You'd fish from daylight till dark and go to bed, and you couldn't sleep at night knowing you were going to get out of bed the next morning and go catch seven, eight-pound trout. And oh, dude, we were fired up. But if I was smart or we were smarter or knew more people, and I had the ear like some of them guys down south do of some of them commissioners, we could get this thing passed. We could beat on it and beat on it like they did. Uh, yeah, it's so political, time, man. It's, I, yeah, you and got, I don't. I'm you got to be in the loop and you got to be political and and all that. And I'm just not a. That's why I'd never run for office or be a politician. I just don't have that in me. I can't. Uh, well, dude, we're too we're too opinionated. There wasn't nobody. Yeah, I'm I'm too honest. Up. I'm way it, too honest. I tell it like too. it is. I can't. I can't it, spend it nothing. I can't spend. It, it is how it is. And. and you know, I don't know none of them people, but there's some good places to start. And then once we start there, and then you can start on the croak bill again. Okay, TPNW, you're ahead of our fisheries. These people want to catch croakers. Maybe. I don't know. They say they do, but there ain't no croakers. Well, the croaker run used that. to be a big, big deal. You know, me growing up as a kid all the way into my first years of guiding and all that. I mean, we had legitimate croaker runs, buddy. Or, okay. hey, I'd even quit trout fishing to go fill a box up of them, you know? Just to go yeah. catch a croaker. We used to catch them, punch them in tree bay by mistake. So, okay, this is my question. You riddle me this. All the croaks in, in their surveys, their net surveys, whatever, they had the data of the steep, steep decline of the croakers, TPNW does. Well, Why ain't you look fixing at the, that? Look at the decline of the gov trout and the sand trout. We used to live for the fall when I was a kid on the piers of Trinity Bay. We'd live for that time of year so we could fish for big guff trout at night. I mean, two and three pounders every cast. I mean, that's you what know we why ate. Nobody, we targeted them more than we did specs. Well, the reason nobody, they're not going after fixing the croaker deal because there ain't nobody that's influential crying about it. Yeah, it's true. just a regular Joe Blow. We don't care, man. Let the croakers all be dead. Now, if there was somebody influential or a commissioner that's grandkids who likes to catch croakers and they can't, you see it get fixed. But until then, but their own data, this is their stuff, not me and you making it up, says the croakers are way, way, way down. Like, man, you know, 
we probably ought to put a size limit on them croakers. Well, you can't because somebody from Market 37, somebody from one of these camps up here is going to call somebody and say, hey, man, I'm making 200 300 grand a year on selling these croakers. Y'all can't do this. Cash money, There you too. go. There's the big money, dude. I know what they sell on a camp down here on the West End. 100% dollar-wise what they sold in croaks will blow you away. I'll guarantee Now, you. tell me, somebody don't want that to go away. No. But it says your croaks are terrible. The, the TPW's data says that. Yeah. So every time something happens with these guys, cuckling every time, and they never really get to, you know, what's wrong. And then if things go right, like we said a minute ago, we get a whole biomass of a bunch of little trout. You're right. Usually they're the same 16 inches they was four years ago. Maybe it's different this time. Probably not. But if it is, it'll be look what we did. Look how good we are. Well, I mean, if we got to the point in our bay system here that we, you know, we've got all these small fish and we keep waiting for them to grow up, are we really putting that much pressure on them to where we're catching up the keeper size? Before they ever get through the system to turn into lunkers, you know, big stuff. I mean, and that... Nikki, last year, I don't know. See, I don't know that answer, but just the boats that I saw last year, and I left and went carbon fishing the end of July. So there's a couple months there, two and a half, I'm out. But prior to that, bro, man, you could go to East Bay and I could shoot a flamethrower through there, and the only thing I'm going to kill is some marsh grass. So. I don't know. I can't answer that. Well, I, I know mean, a healthy fishery makes a healthy economy, and TPNW definitely wants that because I mean that's that's how they stay afloat is license revenue, and uh, they want it to be good, and uh, everybody else does. I mean, lure companies, boat companies, it, it, it's all trickle down. I mean, everybody's affected by it, and. I've I've lived on Trinity Bay all my life, and I've seen fewer boats in the last two years running that bay than I ever have in my entire lifetime. That's I mean, that's what that's what I saw the last two years. It I wasn't mean, just same way bay. over in East Bay. I mean, it just it was uh, the same. Not near the amount of uh, pressure or fishermen that you know we've grown accustomed to seeing year in. Oh, and year I out. know it, dude. I know. Here's what I think. I think the upper echelon of TPNW. And not the boards, not the little gill netters. I'm talking about the upper echelon. I think that they think they're so smart and so good they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. And until something changes, until you elect those guys that work for TPNW, the commissioners, they're all appointed by whoever's buddies that got a ranch, got a house in South Padre. It's all big money. And I don't want to cry like some poor guy, but but they're your guys making your decisions. They're appointed. They're not elected, and they're making a limit. They're making decisions for the regular guy's limit to what you can go catch. Now, think about that for just a minute. Yeah. Well, and then I, they am take, I right or take, wrong? Doesn't Louisiana, don't they elect their officials over there? I can't answer that, but I would like to know that I answer. thought I heard somebody mention that one time that they were elected. I don't, I don't know the answer, but I'd sure like to know it. Oh, That's why they get so that. much heat on them when they want to change limits or do something over there, man. Everybody, you know, threatens them. Well, you want to get reelected, you better not change this or that. Look what they went through just by one inch of a speckled trout. Remember oh, yeah, they, they were wanting to cut for... numbers, and they were wanting to raise the minimum length up even more, but now it's they just raised it one inch. It's 13-inch minimum now instead of 12. Yeah, it ain't thirteen and a half. It's thirteen. I don't, I don't I know. I think what it, it is. I don't know. It, it, it's a little because these it's, guys. It was very guy, little. They raised it up. I had a guy fishing the day. It was laughable. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So we're we're catching our fish. We're catching regular old keeper galvis and trout, and it, it's pretty good fishing. Then we start catching a few, few little ones. He said, "Man, that's a good hackberry." <laughs> Look, I'm gonna measure this thing for you. Dude, he was like 13 a quarter inch. He said, man, that's a nice fish. I said, ain't nothing nice about this. It's small. <laughs> hey, but they were just my opinions, Mickey. It ain't that I, I want know. but I do know. I mean, we know. Uh, but I don't know what to do about it. It's just that's where we – got to have a starting point sometime. But well, I want to thank you and, and everybody that took the time to call in and voice their opinion on this, and I'm still waiting on all the – 
you know, the haters and everything, they just didn't call. I mean, I've been reading, I've been all over social media reading all this all week long, but uh, none of them bothered to call in and plead their case. So, hey, I tried. I, well, I gave it the floor today all day you long. Got, you kind of got to have a little bit of insight to what you're talking about when yeah. you go to talk about it or you sound real stupid. So you kind of got to yeah. know what's going on. Well, I don't know what's worse, you know, looking stupid on social media or sounding stupid on live radio. So, well, right, stupid don't scare me. But you had that one caller, the dude that called in. He was yeah. pretty sharp. That grew up here yeah. on the West End. He yeah. knows. There's a regular guy that knows what the problem is. Yeah, he knows. So it it he ain't knows. like nobody don't know. Exactly. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. Well, I got to roll. I'm out of time, James. Hey, I appreciate the the. Uh, this miniature rant there. That's and it oh. all made sense. All right, buddy. I always enjoy. You have a good one, bro. Talk to you later, later man. All right. Bye. All right. Well, unfortunately, I couldn't get to Dave and uh, Rick. Just ran out of time. Should have called earlier. We had them open all day long. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. We'll see you next week at 4 a.m. bright and early Thursday morning right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t